Welcome to episode 15 on the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how's your week, pal? Uh, week's great, man. It's uh, it's finally feels like summer out here. Uh, got a few few nice days in a row. So let's yeah, we're keep, starting to let's keep that trending. Feel it here. Yeah, let's keep that trend, trending that way. Out today. Um, so before we jump into kind of the meat of this week's episode, just out of pure transparency, because uh, I think it's a bit disingenuous for me to pump myself up so much when I have a good stock trading week. Um, I have to hold myself accountable when I have a bad stock trading week. And this was a bad stock trading week. Um, I haven't looked at what the final numbers were. I, if I had to wager, I'd say I was down somewhere in the neighborhood of a grand this week. Um, honestly, not really from any like bad options trades or anything like that. That's killed me in the past. Just, you know, rode, uh, rode the airlines and the cruises too high, bought them too high. And then they all came crashing back down this week. So the only reason I bring it up is for the listeners that, that pay attention. I don't want anybody thinking I'm some master financial advisor and should listen to anything I say. Uh, and there's a level of transparency that comes along with this. So on to, Hey, I, I love this week. I love that about you, you know, just being truthful. Um, Plus, hey, Aaron, like what's one of our uh, what's one of our mottos or, or our mantras? It's like, you know, you don't you don't win until, until you lose. And, right. uh, but also that being said, someone I had uh, said that the other day and uh, someone brought up a pretty interesting point. And I agreed big time because I, I feel as though I try to do that, but one way to not have to lose is to observe what other people are doing. And if they're, if, you know, if it works, obviously go with it. And if it doesn't don't, and if you kind of, you know, (laughs) if you really think about it, it's like, you know, I guess we're in a, a time right now where, I mean, it's easy to, to follow the masses and all that. So it's like, are you doing your, your, uh, your homework in terms of, you know, figuring also, out, like if you're about to pull trigger on, on something and that could be anything, it's like, you know, are you looking at the reviews online? Sure. As simple as that, but it's like, you know, you can go much deeper. Yeah, actually I have two instances of that, uh, this week, one, both, forward looking the other rear looking as far as um trading went this week i bought a 158 page book off this kind of random guy on uh instagram honestly uh but you know big follower base and total kook actually you would love this guy ben total total kook but the he's thing right about him, alley. he's right up your alley but he's a guy college dropout uh self-made I, gra- I graduated all right fuck off. yeah well so he's up my alley in that case i guess um <laughs> Self-made millionaire, owns real estate, trade stocks. But so what I did was for about two months, I've been following him and he posts, you know, pics he likes on his Instagram story. He doesn't force anybody to pay for anything. He just, you know, this is a stock I like. This is why I like it. He'll show you the technical analysis and why he likes it. So I've been following him and he's been right a lot. So he has a 158 page book about technical analysis of stock charts and seeing 
you know, where declines and breakouts are coming. Is it my mic? Just tilt it down a little. Oh. Good? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm leaving that in for everybody to hear. I had a mic problem. Fucking deal with it. Um, so he's got a 158-page book about – it's like technical analysis of stock charts. So I bought it, and I'm going to check it out. And the system works great. It, it's an e-book. It cost me $30. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's worth trying. And then the second being, I'm nervous about losing my hair. I'm nervous about losing these beautiful, luscious locks of mine. So, buddy, don't even see, don't be nervous about it. It's cool. Hey, everyone's man, doing listen, it. Listen, right? I know you look good bald, buddy, <laughs> but when you got hair like mine and it's one of your calling cards, you got to hang on to it. So, I, I started my first dosage of keeps today. I bought uh, a three month prescription, I guess, not subscription, to uh, from keeps for hair loss. So we'll track that journey as it goes. Uh, you know, I'm not losing my hair. My hairline's retreating faster than the French in 1940. So I just want to, you know, maybe hold that wall against Hitler of hair loss a little bit longer. But I read all the reviews, like you were saying, anyways, bring that full circle. I read all the reviews first to see if it was worth doing. And I guess we'll find out, but it seems like it was. Yeah, dude. I mean, shit. It's, I guess, you know, if I had hair to keep, I would maybe want to, use the product we can't have two bald guys on the podcast you're right we can't um, um but yeah dude it's like uh I, I feel like like anything you know you know just do 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 your research in, totally. in that sense totally uh, there's um, definitely like dude especially in like we're living in a time of like scam central you know yeah, what i mean sure. it's like like talk about like corporate greed and just people selling products to sell products. Um, you know, so it's like, you, you don't want to like go, go just buy anything and, and not kind of like look into it. If I see one more girl selling fucking shampoo and skincare products on Instagram, I'm going to blow my brains out. Hey, I got, I got a question for you. Um, today I was sitting at a little coffee shop and uh, just kind of like people watching. And uh, I was sitting there with, with my Uncle Todd and uh, this like a father and a son. And the son was probably like 13 years old. And the dad was, you know, probably in his late 30s. Dude, they went into a fucking gift shop and they bought these like, like there there's like it's like a stick and on the end of it was like a giraffe okay okay so they're like walking these pet giraffes okay and so they sure enough they're like walking down the street i'm sitting there with todd just like laughing like like what the fuck is going on and so they come right into the (laughs) right into the coffee shop and as they're walking by uh my uncle, he's like, uh, he's like cute dogs. And uh, the guy's like, <laughs> he's like, they're giraffes. <laughs> We're like, oh my God. So as he walks in, my uncle, my uncle, he's like, yeah, dude, we were talking to the giraffes. Like, you know what I mean? Like these idiots walking in. Like, and I just, I truly sat and wondered. I was like, do you think that kid had a choice in that matter? Of getting a giraffe on a stick? 
do you think he chose to get the giraffe on the stick and walk through, you know, arguably the most busy little area of, you know, the entrance to a national park? Like, I hope so. I hope it wasn't the guy in his late thirties being like, Hey, let's, you know, rip home some giraffes from Ma. She'll love this. Like, um, or is that why there was God, no I hope so. Ma with him? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a good question. I would I would have to hope that the kid just looked older than he actually was, and and that's why. Uh, and that's no, why they they like, I don't know, whatever. I don't even know why I brought that up. I guess to each their own. But I just I almost wonder why they even sell that stuff that, that we're talking about. Well, like, especially like a giraffe. Like there's enough like you know local animals. Like a bison or an elk are, or like right you know, exactly. There's enough animals hanging around there that they could do them themselves. They don't need giraffes and elephants and shit. Um, but, uh, no, I don't know. Um, something else, uh, we, we wanted to talk about, we actually talked about this a few weeks ago and I thought it would be a good thing to talk about on the podcast, but it just, it hasn't come up since. It's like the difference between being, um, like busy and fulfilled, right? Like, you know, there's a, there's a difference, there's a line in the sand and it's kind of a fine line between like is what you're doing every day or is what you're doing with your life, like just keeping you busy or is it keeping you fulfilled? And by fulfilled, I mean, is it, is it, and we, we sort of talked about this a little bit a few episodes ago, but you know, is it keeping you mentally um, stimulated? Is it keeping you physically stimulated? Is it, you know, a thing where you go home at the end of the day and you're happy. So the reason we bring this up or I bring this up is because, you and I were talking about your level of happiness since being in Wyoming and you just, you know, you sound better. You sound more excited. You sound, you know, you're always kind of a high energy upbeat guy, but you know, it's even more so it's like amplified almost. And um, you know, I said, it seems like to me that you're fulfilled now. So recently you've made a bit of a living arrangement change at least in the short term who knows how long it'll go for but why don't you uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit uh yeah um i basically said f it and uh i guess i don't know a couple years ago i i told my sister i was like yo i kind of want to get like a truck and rig it up and then just like live out of it sort of mm. and i guess you know a couple i mean I, it kind of like happened but like you know i was like in a spot i was down in texas where i, I obviously had a, a great spot to live so mm. i didn't really like need to do it but it's in the it's been in like the back of my mind and um my my cousin and i dylan um you know we've always talked because like our our dad's uh, did like a, a road trip to Alaska and they rigged out one of my dad's trucks and it was like pretty badass. And we'd always like talked about doing that. And part of me, like, so I always like had this like, like idea and like want to like, just like sack up and just do it. Yep. But I always had this like little bit of like, like a reserve mentality in terms of like truly like pulling the trigger and like sure. i don't know if it's like a societal like thing like like hey like i guess i'm homeless you know type of thing yeah but um 
like for me, I kind of like once I got up here, you know, I, I was, I had a spot to live and everything. And I was just like, man, like the whole point of this is like, I'm living like, mm. so it's like, what, I guess like, what is, what is like the, like my reluctance to like, just kind of act on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So I was just like, dude, you know, screw this. And, uh, I kind of like, I just like reset my truck up and, uh, like got it rigged out for camping. Dude, you want to talk about a game changer. Um, I was looking at these sick, they're called Tapui tents. Mm -hmm. They're like 2,800 bucks, like a <laughs> little bit ridiculous, yeah. but they like, you know, come with electricity and cable and Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, toilet, running water. <laughs> all, all um, but no, they're just, they're sick and they, they pack up like really well. Yeah. And they, they fit into this like big box essentially up on top of your, your vehicle. So I, I like, I got the rack and uh, I was going to get the tent and I was talking to my dad and um I'd rigged up this like ladder rack on the side of my truck and yeah. like, dude, he's like, get a canvas tarp, like a nice tarp, not like a cheap plastic tarp. He's like, and, and make a, uh, make a covered wagon. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like, okay. Like, I mean, so I kind of like, you know, put it, put it into my memory bank and yeah. like, like, okay. I was like, I can kind of do this anyway. This week I set it up, man, and my dad's all like jacked up. He thinks it's like the coolest <laughs> thing. But uh, I, yeah, I rigged up this like thing. And what, um, yeah, it's like, what do you need when you go to bed? Not much. Yeah. It, takes me, it takes me like 30 seconds to set it up. Yeah. And it's like, boom. It's like, okay, there, save, save two grand. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, but it just, it's like, we're talking about the simplicity factor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't need a giant tent on the back of my truck. You know right. what I mean? I, it's like, you don't need anything, right. literally. And uh, it's been so fun, man. It's like, it's legit. I can go, I have a new house every night. Yeah, so are you just, are you just bouncing yard. around to different campsites? I mean, it's, dude, there's hundreds of thousands of, of places you can just like roll in. So yeah, I, you know, I've been to, you know, a couple spots, like more than once, but like different spots and I don't know, just literally just living, dude. And it's like, I mean, obviously I'm in a situation like financially, like I'm, I'm, I'm truly not homeless. I do. I right. am a homeowner. There's a, uh, there's a there's difference a, between being homeless and begging for money and homeless and, you know, having a couple grand in the bank. Like there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just doing work this week. Uh, we're actually recording a little early, but, uh, going up to, to Missoula, Montana, um, going to hang out there, check out some stuff um meet up with uh the i call him my uncle todd everybody everybody calls him uncle toad but he's just a like a lifelong family friend but uh yeah. his son's got this badass uh rafting company mm. up in missoula called river city brews 
and they uh, essentially they go on like a raft and then you you know float down the river and then you get to a uh, like a picnic area and then they do like local craft beers like they bring like a those big yeti jugs yep full, full of beer and you just kind nope. of picnic and so i'm gonna go up and support him and uh they're actually all riding their their bmw motorcycles up um i don't have one so <laughs> i'm gonna put that on the list and uh but, grab one uh, of those next hey, week hey aaron what's what's our motto man well, we got a we got a handful yeah, we got of a them. Couple, but twenty twenty, make your money. Make your make money, make my money. money. Um, so, so that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a logical um, purchase. Uh, I think um, I first of all, I think it's dope because it's it's one thing. While I've not done myself, I've truly admired because you know you're doing it now, and then our buddy John Riley is he's not doing it at the moment, but he retrofitted a you know, a sprinter van to, um, to do the same thing, to live out of his van. So, you know, I think it's dope. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily a lifestyle that I could lead, but I, I'm truly envious of those who do do it. Cause I think it's fucking awesome. Um, but you said something kind of earlier in that, in that little diatribe there about like the societal norm of, or, or breaking the societal norm of being like, you know, well, I'm quote unquote, you know, air quotes, homeless. Um, I feel like we as people, I don't know if this is exclusively an American thing, but um, have this problem with like, what are people going to think of me and like allow that to like dictate our decision-making process. You know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, I want to do this, but I don't know how it's going to be perceived by my peers or my family or whatever. It's like, well, fuck that, man. It's your decision. You're the one that has to live with it. Um, I remember dealing with that a lot. I talked about this a little bit, but dealing with that a lot when I was moving back from California, um, you know, for people who don't know the end of that story, like I was fucking broke, man. When I moved, when I got back to Connecticut from California, I had $12 to my name. Both my credit cards were maxed out. I didn't have a dollar in a bank account. I had $12 cash and that was it. That was all I had to my name. And so, you know, not only having to deal with like the embarrassment of, you know, going out there and then six months later having to come home because it didn't work out for me. But, you know, then being like, well, what are people going to think of me? Like, it didn't work out. Like, it was to the point where, like, I just lied about it, basically, for, you know, probably the first year after I got back about, like, what the actual circumstances were for why I had to leave. Like, I just lie. I just, you know, make up whatever, you know, that sounded better than the actual story. And it took years to get to the point where I realized like, well, that was part of what made me who I am today, made me more financially responsible, made me like strive to be more, you know, successful in my career and like work harder and push myself harder. Um, But at the time, like the societal norm or what I thought the societal perception would be was that like, oh, he's just a failure. It was like, that was partially true, but like it took me a long time to like get over that. So I think it's like something that people have to fucking deal with where like, you know, they get so concerned with what people are going to think about what they do. Yeah, dude. And then like, here you are talking about that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, wh- what people, who were the people that were fucking, that w- were, were, were chirping you or like, you the know, ones who the never ones, took a risk right. in their life. Exactly. It's like, fuck right off. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I get, I get that, you know, and that's the thing. I think like, dude, breaking societal norms and like, 
you know, doing stuff, you know, for yourself is like, a, it, it's an extremely difficult, like, process. And, like, totally. you know, you want to talk about, like, physical anguish, you know, isn't nearly as, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure the word I'm looking like for. Harmful. Like, harmful? Right, than mental anguish. Like, you yeah. get much more tired from, like, mental no doubt and it's just like you know it's like you know like a doctor who's in surgery for 20 hours it's like his body's working fine but it's like his you know his head it's like that's he's tired from from you like you know imagine being on for for that long and it's like you know and and if that means that you're thinking about something guess what same you know you're on so it's like you know if that and then you know people start to like you want to talk about like healthcare and all that shit in the United States. It's like, it starts with, it starts with our mentalities and no you know, it's like, okay, boom, you, you get, you get stressed out and then, you know, it just becomes this like snowball effect to, okay, now I'm stressed to now I was stressed because I couldn't afford this um, boom. Now all this stuff's piling up. Now I'm not, now I'm not stressed. I'm also right. depressed. Yep. You know, it's like, and all these things like add up and it's like, you know, it's almost unfair. It's like, you know, the society, like society is almost like built to just, just kind of like, you know, keep, keep the, you know, well, it's like, it's, it's called Murphy's law. Right. Um, everything that can go wrong will, will, Yep. So it's like, you know, if things, if things start to whatever, like, I guess spin out of control and, and yeah. become that large snowball, it's like, that's when, you know, everything starts to hit the fan. You start, you know, eating, getting out of shape and, um, it's, it's, you know, um, no doubt. I mean, you're, you're totally right. And I've always noticed in my own life, it seems to be like, peaks and valleys right where it's like you know when you're up you're up and it's great and it you like you'll stay up for a little while and then you know things will start to maybe downturn for whatever reason and um you know i don't know if it's a mindset thing where like you just start to notice all the little negative things that maybe you weren't noticing when like you know things were going well for you um but it's it's all goes back to um the quote from the movie blow in the very beginning when ray Liotta's character is talking to kid Johnny Depp who's not actually Johnny Depp and they're walking out of the bank he just got denied a loan and he says sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust and when you're up it's never as good as it seems and when you're down you never think you'll be up again but life goes on like so there's like that aspect of like you know when things are going bad like they usually tend to go real bad like in like I said I don't know if it's because you just notice it more or what but like they tend to go real bad um but when you're up, like the problem is, I think is like enough people don't appreciate the ups. They focus so heavily on the downs, the valleys, that when they're up again, they just don't focus on the ups. You know, they're like, oh, well, something else is going to be around the corner that's going to turn this sour again soon. It's like, no, man, just enjoy that things are fucking going well for you. You know, just enjoy it. Just live in the moment. It can turn in a second, you know? Right. And that's also going back to like, you know, um, perfect example, going back to like my, my quote unquote homeless situation. Yeah. Well, the going rate in Jackson hole for, for a spot 
is uh, like for just like a one bedroom, it's like, it's like 800 bucks. Yep. Like for like, maybe like even just a bedroom in someone's house. Yeah. Well, why did I come here? Did I come here to fucking sit on my couch? You know what I mean? Nope. When would I even be at the plate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Shower's cool, but you know, <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like, yes, there's ways to get clean, but I also, I, you know, my, you know, I have friends too, you know? So it's not like, I'm just like, you know, people are like, if I need to take a shower, I can go yeah, take right, a shower. Right. So it's like, it's not right. like that crazy. It's the summer. I don't even, you know, it's like, I probably spent however many days at the beach. Like, you know, I shower, but you don't need to shower. It's like, it's like, you're just like, whatever uh, you're, if you're fulfilling your time, like we're talking yeah. about, it's like, you know, I don't even, so then like leading back to, you know, this like little like financial expedition we're on, it's like, okay, so now if I'm truly here just living, it, I, I'm not, I'm not going to want to be inside, you know, mm. obviously. And, you know, when I am, I don't, in a, you know, in a finance, from a financial standpoint, it's like, I would rather not pay, you know what I mean? Like I have the sure. money to pay rent, but it's like the whole point of this town is like to camp. Right. Everyone camps. It's like, that's the, the reason you come here. It's like yeah. beautiful, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously when winter comes around, that'll be a different story. But, well, uh, yeah, and, and when you and I talked but, about this a couple of weeks ago, when you were like kind of deciding what you were going to do, you know, I said to you, well, in a worst case scenario, you go give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, okay, then you can get a place, you know, like it's not the end all be all. I think we have like a, I think we have a tendency to think like, okay, if I do this one decision, that's it. You know, there's no going back. Like it's, that's the only decision to make. Like, no, you can make that decision. If it doesn't work out, you fucking pivot. Like that's being a human. That's adjusting to your environment, your situation. Like you have to pivot. It's adapt or die. So like, it's not like if you, you know, slept at some campsites in your truck for a couple of weeks and it didn't work, you're going to be like, ah, fuck it. I'm going back to Dallas. This just isn't working. You know, like you just get a place at that point. So I mean, I think it's, I think it's awesome, truly. And obviously if, if you don't follow Ben on Instagram, you should follow him. I'd give you his Instagram handle, but his last name's like 97 consonants. So fuck him. <laughs> um, but the, the, you know, the stories you were posting last night of, you know, what your view was last night while you were eating dinner was, you know, it's fucking awesome. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I guess today's just the episode of all of our mottos and it's like my, uh, my my latest motto I'm going off of is is build shit and do shit. And I, yes, I yes. It. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we got some cool stuff going on. It's like now you know I built some shit and now I'm doing some shit and then starting a roof and you know and probably the next three weeks here because we're gonna play for a couple weeks, you know, and yeah. uh, just kind of keep on keeping on i mean that's great and, uh, dude i mean that's the that's the beauty of it you know that was like you know things didn't work out for me in san diego but one of the things i loved the most about san diego was you know 
I picked up all these random hobbies, all this shit. And like my time was fulfilled. Like I was spearfishing like all the fucking time, something I'd never done before in my life. And I like picked up spearfishing as a hobby went surfing, you know, I worked on photography at the time. I just had my GoPro. So I was doing GoPro photography. Like, you know, I was just doing these things that I just wanted to do. You know, there's like so much bullshit in, in people's everyday lives that like the majority of the time you're awake, you're not doing something you want to do. I mean, hopefully you like your job and so you don't mind doing it and that's great, but you're not, you're not actually doing the things that you want to do in life. So like we all can learn from that. Like, Hey, take some fucking time for yourself and do something you like to do and fuck what anybody else has to say about it. You know? Yeah, totally. And if that means like, you know, it's like, this also didn't just like happen for me, right. you know, it's like, it, it took, it took a little bit of a plan. Like I always wanted to get up here. I always talked about it. So, you know, how did I do it? Well, I had to put money away. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I would not do things to, to save money. And I changed a lot of like my, my habits and my decisions and like, what do I really need versus what do I want? You know? Mm. And like, you know, this type of shit. And it's like, you know, we talk about the, the minimalism or the simplicity. And it's like, you know, I got rid of a lot of stuff that I didn't need. And I, I acquired stuff that, you know, would, that I would need in terms of like, um, you know, like living, like if I, yeah. you know, truly wanted to just get in my truck and go like, how, how, what would I need to do it? What would I need to right. make it happen? You know? So it's like, you know, I, I don't think it's like a far fetched thing. Like, it's not like, you know, I was just like, hit the lottery and and went right. like right. i you know had a job like everyone else has got a job but i just made different decisions in terms of <clears throat> what right. i needed that's the thing right. everyone's different too it's like that that's just for me it's not like saying it's the that's the way to do it and you have to do it my way i'm hey that's the whole point is i'm following my own path i'm not you know i'm not I guess, following someone else's path, like, right. you know, for you, shit, you're, it, maybe your path is, is going to be like f fucking residing in the hills of some gorgeous wine country in fucking Europe. And guess what? That'd I'll be, be awesome. right there fucking with you <laughs> because right. that's how I've set it up so that I, you know, are, yeah. you know, can I ski, is, are the Alps skiable? Like, yeah, so uh, Piedmont, uh, where Barolo is, <laughs> actually means foot of the mountain because it's it's right in the shadows of the Italian Alps. So don't Dude, worry about it. You wouldn't have to go very far. I, no, I, I know that. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, so everyone's got their own, you know, path or whatever, you yeah. know. And it, it, that's, there's just, there's no right or wrong way to do anything. But now, yeah. there, you got to live. You know, yeah. you got to live and uh so that's what that's what i'm doing i think um now what you said is is true and there's there's a thing about like making the sacrifices to make your dreams you know happen that make them more rewarding um when i in the lead up to me moving to san diego you know i made that decision the beginning of july and i left in the beginning of this uh january and um for those five months, I 
sacri- I, I had no social life. You know, I, I would maybe go to our buddy Chad's, shout out Chad's house. Um, you know, if the boys were going to hang out and I'd buy a six pack of beer and I'd go up there and if, you know, if they were just going to hang out, I'd hang out with them. And if they decided, you know, at 10 o'clock, they were going to go to the hungry tiger. That was it for me. I wasn't going to the bar and spending money. So I'd go home and, and that would be my Friday and Saturday night. And, you know, so there was a lot of Fridays and Saturday nights where I just stayed in, you know, and didn't go out and didn't spend money. And I did that for five months. And, you know, at the time I was living with my dad. So that saved me, you know, money on rent and all that stuff too. But, you know, I put 12 grand away in five months. This is the most money I'd ever saved myself. It was the most disciplined I'd ever saved. My credit score had gone up 150 points. You know, I worked my fucking ass off to get out there. And, you know, it, it sucked. It all ended the way it did. But in the moment when I was out there, it was like so goddamn rewarding that like I worked so hard for something and sacrificed so much to get there. And I finally got there and it was like, I didn't even care. I was, my bed for six months was two fucking couches pushed together with a mattress topper on it. Like, and I didn't care. Like that didn't matter to me because it wasn't about that. I didn't need like, you know, a, a California King, you know, memory foam bed. Like I didn't need that shit. I just, it was about being where I was with the people I was with and enjoying the moment and the rest of it just didn't fucking matter. And like, there was something poetic about that, that I still look back on fondly today. You know, thankfully I have a real bed now cause I'm a 30 year old man, almost 31. It's my birthday week. Shout out me. Um, but you know, those times it didn't, none of that fucking mattered. You know, it was also rewarding. Yeah. And, and also it's like, Going back, dude, to what you learned from it. You know what I mean? And one thing, as you were just, like, talking right there and, like, talking about, like, the California king and all this shit. Dude, you want to know something that blows my fucking mind? Yes. People that spend lots of money on furniture for their home that they rent. Oh, yeah. No shit. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, do you want to be a rent renter for life? It's like, you know, going out shopping for, for, you know, furniture for, you know, it's like, then when you get your house, it's like, Oh, this, no way. This doesn't fit. Yeah. This no, fit. this won't, this no way. Fit. Yeah. 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 We're, I'm, you know, I'm junking all this or, or whatever, dude. It's just like, it just, you know, furniture is a weird thing, man. I actually, uh, I hit up, um, a girl I know who's an interior design. I don't, th- I don't know if she's currently in interior design, but she worked in interior design in the city for a while because I had the same thought, right? I'm moving into a new apartment in August. I currently live in a shoe box. I'm moving into, uh, you know, maybe three shoe boxes taped together. So um, I don't actually know how big the apartment is because I had to view it just on the internet. Thanks coronavirus. But um, I hit her up because I wanted I had that same thought, right? Like, I don't want to spend a a bunch of money furnishing the place, but I have a very specific, like, design in my mind of what I want it. I want it to be very simplistic, clean, clean lines, simple colors, simple patterns, you know, black and white photography that I don't need her help for. I can take care of that. Um, But so I, I hit her up and I'm like, how can I do this, like, reasonably? Like, there's an Ikea in New Haven. Like, do I just go to Ikea? Is there? And dude, she's like, honestly you know, this is a girl who did interior design in Manhattan. She's like, honestly, Ikea is great. She's like, almost all my furniture came from Ikea and this place and this place and this place. And it's all fucking dirt cheap. 
and you know, so if you buy a, say a $250 couch from Ikea and then you move into a house and that the, the couch doesn't necessarily fit the decor of the house, fuck it. Gas on a $250 couch is not that big a deal. Gassing up. $1,500 sectional you bought for your apartment, then you moved into a house and now it doesn't fit in your living room. Like that's just waste, you know? So there's ways to do it, you know? hundred percent. And like, obviously, you know, for something like, you know, a couch, you're probably not going to want to like sit on someone's old couch, but you know, if it was like a right, sick, right, sick right. leather couch that you could like, kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe like dress the leather. Like I feel like, but dude, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, like there, there's ways to furnish your place cheaply and also free if you wanted to really. Yeah, like, you just have to put in the work. Just right, Craigslist, yeah. Facebook, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Facebook Marketplace, put in the work, you know. You know, you probably, you know, yes, I would, you know, advocate you get yourself a new couch. So that, that was one thing I did buy for <laughs> my house. I bought a yeah. new couch. And, uh, but like, you know, a, a, a bedside table or something like yeah i already got a nightstand yeah, i got yeah a it's like but you know frame. what i mean like, like you know it's like reduce reuse recycle um, yeah honest honestly my biggest like thing that i'm like and i'm planning ahead is is um is artwork for the walls and that's because i you know i don't i don't know shit about fine art i know I know like Henri Rousseau and I dropped that name in conversation just so I sound like I know what I'm talking about. But the only reason I know about Henri Rousseau is he painted a painting that ended up on a wine I used to sell. So that's the only reason I know Henri Rousseau. But, um, you know, I have a very specific like aesthetic. I like and like, I love like black and white photography. I posted a, a picture on my Instagram story of Anthony Bourdain um, this past week, the anniversary of his death. Like, I think I might get that printed and framed because it's just such a great picture and his his influence on my industry is huge and like so i kind of want just black and white photography stuff that's gonna like you know that that speaks to me in my life and just keep it simple like that you know but that's honestly at this point that's the only thing that i'm even thinking about the rest of it i'm like i'll move in i'll get a couch i'll get a tv stand i'll get maybe a dresser and then the rest of it fucking figure it out along the way yeah dude it's uh, it's exciting going to a new place. That was that was like always my like favorite thing to do. I love like getting up to college. Obviously, well, once I moved into my house, I kind of had my same room for three years. So it was like, was it like uh, was like at the hockey house or was it? Yeah, just yeah. Like the hockey guys all got a house together. No, it was it was body shot house. It was uh, <laughs> the most epic place you've ever been in your life. <laughs> Um, oh shit no you're you're right though i mean there is something exciting about it. i mean i've lived in the same apartment for almost going on three years now so it's it's just you know it's become home but you know it's uh it's time to move on and move out and change, get a change of scenery but um one other thing i i had to talk about before uh before we wrap this up um one year ago today, the St. Louis Blues became Stanley Cup champion for the Dude, first time in their two-year history. I mean, it was, uh, you know, if I could just talk about that for a quick second. That night, our friend, our mutual friend Tomlin called me uh, shortly after the game had ended. Or she FaceTimed me, actually. And we're FaceTiming, and I just have the biggest fucking smile on my face. And she's like, I don't know if I've ever seen you this happy. And I think it 
may have been, you know, a top five moment for me in terms of just pure happiness levels. I actually had two within a month of each other because the other one was that Sunday when we were out on Nantucket, when we, we went to the beach. We remember we went to Cisco Beach in the morning, then we went to the brewery in the afternoon, hung out with Linda Holiday, Bill Belichick's girlfriend, went to the market, got some food, and then we had our cookout on the beach. We had fish tacos. And then you and I went, well, we all went to uh, Gas Lamp or Gaslight. What was it called? Gas Lamp, I think. Right? Oh, oh, dude, I thought it was called <laughs> Gaslight Alley, wasn't it? Or I was don't it know, called something like that. I mean, they renamed the dance floor after Ben and I afterwards. They called oh it the Shannonburger Taylor dance floor because we absolutely murdered the fucking thing. Um, it was like so, a Monday. It was like a Tuesday night or something. No, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Oh, Sunday? Was a Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a Sunday after the 4th of July. Yeah, man. That wasn't any fun. That was legitimately, and I remember saying it in the moment, but I think that was like a top five day of my life in fact i know it was i don't even have to think about it It was a top five day of my life um but to to bring that back <laughs> the st louis blues stanley cup champions they're coming back for it this year now that hockey's coming back but i just had to throw that in just for five years down the line when we're still doing this and i go back and decide to listen to episode 15 i'll know exactly what mindset i was just because of that but I don't know if you got anything you want to add, buddy. We've been we've been riffing for a little while now, and it's been. Uh, it's been I mean, I, I feel like I kind of said. <laughs> I mean, my my piece. Um, I, I guess all I would say is, if if you're, you know, frightened or nervous about a decision in your life, just sit on it and think on it for a while. But also, like, if your gut is telling you enough, like, trust your gut. If you're frightened about nervous or frightened and or nervous about something, good. You should be. Yeah. Because because only easy things don't make you frightened or nervous, and nobody learns anything from easy things. So, uh, no, that's that's an excellent point. Um, but yeah, trust your gut, man. I mean, I, my gut's gotten me to where I am. Your gut's gotten you to where you are. Um, there's a level of balancing your head and your gut, but but trusting your gut's a good thing. It'll it'll take you the places you need to go if your if your heart's pointing. Yeah, the right trust place. your gut, and maybe it'll help clear your head. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Um, all right, buddy. Well, that's a great chat. Um, I will I will talk to you next Friday because we're going to record next Friday again. I will be out on Martha's Vineyard. Um, but love you, buddy. Good talk. Love you, bro. Play Gloria. <laughs>